This broadcast is only for adults. This is a special world report with a friend of Megagoria. United States dollar took another pounding on German, French and British exchanges this morning, hitting the lowest point ever known in West Germany. It has declined there by 41% since 1971, and this Canadian thinks it's time to speak up for the Americans as the most generous and possibly the least appreciated people in all the world. As long as 60 years ago when I first started to read newspapers, I read of floods on the Yellow River and the Yangtze. Well, who rushed in with men and money to help? The Americans did. That's who. They have helped control floods on the Nile, the Amazon, the Ganges, and the Niger. Today, the rich bottomland of the Mississippi is underwater, and no foreign land has sent a dollar to help. Germany, Japan, and to a lesser extent, Britain and Italy were lifted out of the debris of war by the Americans, who poured in billions of dollars and forgave other billions in debts. None of those countries is today paying even the interest on its remaining debts to the United States. When the franc was in danger of collapsing in 1956, it was the Americans who propped it up, and their reward was to be insulted and swindled on the streets of Paris. And I was there. I saw that. When uh, distant cities are hit by earthquake, it's the United States that hurries in to help. Managua, Nicaragua, is one of the most recent examples. So far this spring, 59 American communities have been flattened by tornadoes. Nobody has helped. The Marshall Plan, the Truman Policy, all pump billions upon billions of dollars into discouraged countries. And now newspapers in those countries are writing about the decadent, war-mongering Americans. Now, I'd like to see just one of those countries that is gloating over the erosion of the United States dollar. Build its own airplane. Come on now, you. Let's hear it. Does any country in the world have a plane to equal the Boeing jumbo jet, the Lockheed TriStar, or the Douglas Ten? If so, why don't they fly them? Why do all international lines except Russia fly American planes? Why does no other land on Earth even consider putting a man or a woman on the moon? You talk about Japanese technocracy, and you get radios. You talk about German technocracy, and you get automobiles. You talk about American technocracy, and you find men on the moon—not once, but several times—and safely home again. You talk about scandals, and the Americans put theirs right in the store window for everybody to look at. Even the draft dodgers are not pursued and hounded. They're right here on our streets in Toronto. Most of them, unless they're breaking Canadian laws, are getting American dollars from Ma. And paw at home to spend up here. When the Americans get out of this bind, as they will, who could blame them if they said, "Let somebody else buy the bonds, let somebody else build or repair foreign dams, or design foreign buildings that won't shake apart in earthquakes"? When the railways of France and Germany and India 
were breaking down through age. It was the Americans who rebuilt them. When the Pennsylvania Railroad or the New York Central went broke, nobody loaned them an old caboose. Both of them are still broke. I can name to you 5,000 times when the Americans raced to the help of other people in trouble. Can you name to me even one time when someone else raced to the Americans in trouble? I don't think there was outside help even during the San Francisco earthquake. Our neighbors have faced it alone, and I'm one Canadian who is tired of hearing them kicked around. They'll come out of this thing with their flag high, and when they do, they're entitled to thumb their noses at the lands that are gloating over their present troubles. I hope Canada is not one of these. But there are many smug, self-righteous Canadians. And finally, the American Red Cross was told at its 48th annual meeting in New Orleans this morning that it was broke. This year's disasters, with the year less than half over, has taken it all, and nobody, but nobody, has helped. This was a big song at the end of the 60s, going into the 70s. There were so many negative things, how bad the United States was at that time. Everyone loved this song. Why? Because somebody out of the United States was telling the bad people that America was good. It's another person making a statement from another country, like the Canadian did, and it's Maria. She was being interviewed by a reporter in 2013 when she was here for July 1st to the 5th. He asked her about living under communism. Maria responded, I came for the 4th of July to celebrate freedom. And she says, when we were under communism, we looked to America for freedom. We pray that this nation can go back to God. And then she says something incredible. She says, it's not God bless America. It's that America can be a blessing to the world. It was a beautiful statement. We have to realize Satan hates America because it is good. Its foundation is on holy reasons. What Maria is really saying that the world depends on America. Satan knows he has to destroy America to destroy the world. And that's what's happening right now. Don't turn against this nation. It was raised up by God, by our forefathers, and it's not a democracy. It is a republic. You have to correct everybody when they say it's a democracy. It is not. It has never been that. And by accepting that from the teachers, from the reporters, they're turning it into that, which means we will crash how do we know that? Because the founders have said that it would crash. Noah Webster, a founding father, he says, quote, Our citizens should early understand that the genuine source of correct Republican principles is the Bible, particularly the New Testament and the Christian religion. So now that gives you the base and understanding why Satan hates this country. If that's not enough for you, another founder of the United States, James Madison, he says, quote, democracy is the most vile form of government and is incompatible 
with personal security or rights of property. We have bought the lie that we are a democracy. Is that not enough? Another founder, John Adams, he says democracy, while it lasts, is more bloody than aristocracy or monarchy. He says it doesn't last very long. He says it soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. And he ends with this statement saying, There is never a democracy that did not commit suicide. That's just a sampling. I don't understand why people have bought this, and that the schools, and the teachers, the bishops, have not the wisdom and the understanding that every time you say that, or you let somebody else say that, you are destroying this by accepting that this country is a democracy. And the left has been very, very successful in training you to believe that. These clips are evidence that we have turned into a democracy because we're on the road of destruction. There's another song out there, and it was a song about the commies are coming. Some of you who are older, who remember, it was a popular song. The commies, the commies, the commies are coming. And that's what's happened. They are atheist and it's diabolical. And they have spawned what you're about to listen to. What you're about to hear is a series of clips. Only for adults. This broadcast is only for adults. Giant Target lost $10 billion of market value in 10 days as customers push back on the company's pride line. I feel that they're getting too extreme with this whole woke agenda and they should need to ease off because you're going to lose a lot of customers. Viral social media posts show pride products geared towards children. The company's stock value is down as it takes criticism from both sides of the political spectrum. Who is the most powerful people in the United States? And really in the world, is it President of the United States? Is it in the Senate, the House? The most powerful people in the United States that can change things if they stood up and not be so cowards and speak out and who have been over-educated intellectually instead of common sense. Our Lady says, My son is a light of common sense. And what these powerful people are cowards and have no common sense and live a lie. It is our bishops. You have put us in a position of being a democracy. We continue the damage as their report card. The crickets are louder than you are with their little bitty brain. It is becoming sincerely a deep mental illness. Yeah. A mental yeah. illness. What I went to Target on Friday. Very small percentage, less than 1% of the population. Let me say it again. Less than 1%. And you would think we are a country made up of trans people. And I would suggest we stop it right now.
Thank you, bishops. There's silence. Have you heard anybody talking stuff about this? On September 2nd, 2011, Our Lady says, I am especially praying for the shepherds that they may be worthy representatives of my son and lead you on the way of truth. Thank you, bishops, for not doing that. And thank you for being silent. Thank you, bishops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is on your back. Thank you, bishop. We're so proud of you. You can join the pride parades. That was Glenn Beck. He said more in that little clip than any of the bishops have said. Here's the guy. Gives us statistics. That way, just a tiny, tiny group of people is defeating us. Because our shepherds are not with the Son of God. April 2nd, 2012. Do not forget your shepherds. Pray that in their thoughts, they may always... Be with my son. Why is she saying that? If they were with their lady's son, I lady wouldn't be saying that. I've, I've said to you before, the greatest advice anyone can give you is live not by lies. Do not live, endorse, or, or associate with anyone who is telling lies. And right now, our entire society is lying. Remove yourself from that. You peasants in the pew, if you heard from the puppet, from a bishop, we would be clapping by such a homily. Just what Beck said in a couple of minutes. But you are totally silent. I mean, I about lost my mind walking down the aisles of Target, and I saw all of this, all of this trans stuff and rainbows everywhere. And I was like, can we please have some balance in our lives? Thank you, bishops. You don't have any guts to tell the truth. And I would say, silence. Is lying. Thank you, bishops, for what's happened. The Los Angeles Dodgers sparked intense public backlash after the team re-invited a drag group known for mocking Christians and nuns to their annual Pride Night and gave them an award. Right, an award. The problem I have with this is what you're saying, because Christ means a lot to me. And so that's what bothers me. That's not I don't think that would be allowed in our churches. And then their motto is, go forth and send some more. Here's what I think. There are four million Catholics that live in L.A. That doesn't include the Protestants who love Jesus, too. Mm -hmm. And so why would you do this? If you're a business, if you're a sports uh, entity, why would you support such controversial and political pushes and campaigns? Because we saw what happened with Bud Light and what's happening with Target. They're losing millions, billions of dollars. That same thing's happening with the Dodgers. And then you have the players that are standing up against this and they're saying what about us we play for this team and we're catholics 
by including, by honoring such an irreverent group, such a patently offensive group, that irreverence to openly support mocking a religion when it is so deeply personal and so deeply fundamental to those of us Christians, that is so appalling to me. And it makes me never want to go to an MLB game down there again. That would be great if the bishops gave instructions to all their priests to say what that woman said, but you don't hear it. Just tippy-toe. Let's don't offend people. Let's don't get in the middle of stuff. Yes, let drag queens dress up like nuns. Us peasants in the pew are not okay with that. But you are because you do nothing. You own this and you let it be birthed. It's time for 95% of this country to retake corporate America with the power of our wallet because we haven't done it in the past and now I feel like we're finally getting there. One day, these woke companies are going to realize that 95% can buy a whole lot more than 5%. Which is better, to be boycotted by 5% or to be boycotted by 95%? Here's something nobody's talking about though. Why does the media keep on insisting that this is a conservative boycott? You know, with what's happening with Bud Light, Target, and Disney, that these are conservative movement boycotts? Because, look, for their stock to take the whooping that it's taken in the past couple months, that tells us right there that it's way bigger than just a conservative statement. There's obviously some moderates, there's obviously some liberals that are involved too, who are sick of the woke push. And here's what I want to make clear. We're boycotting the company that's pushing the pride collection. And here's what the leftist extremists don't get about us right here. It is not a boycott. Y'all talk about a boycott as if it's going to be six to eight weeks. It's forever. We ain't never coming back. You know, nobody's going to be six to eight weeks and we're going to be back to buying Bud Light. Six to eight weeks, we're going to be walking back into Target. It doesn't work that way with our side. We're done forever. You are not allowed to dictate how we spend our money. And that is the bottom line. If you understood freedom, you would get that. You are never getting us back, but we do thank y'all for making local businesses great again. Okay, bishops, are you calling for a boycott? Are you going to Target clothes with your bishop robes? You know how many thousand Catholic people and Protestants and non-believers and you walk up to that door at Target, you open it, you'll have thousands of people behind you and you walk through it every aisle, blessing with the holy water and doing an exorcism with thousands of people behind you. Go to jail. Are you scared? Are you that sissy? It would be incredible worldwide. One bishop causes his diocese, meet me here, whatever street it is. Don't let Target know in any place like that does this. But no, you don't do that because you don't have the guts. And I've said it before. We got a bunch of eunuchs. I'm not degrading your position. I respect it because you don't respect it. And you're not fulfilled what you're supposed to do. Christ called you. Jesus Christ called you. And because you're not doing what you're supposed to do and what he calls you for, you are AWOL. Shame. It's time for you to be shamed by us peasants who are nothing. I can't find anywhere where one bishop across this country said something about that. Oh, we got to be careful. We may lose our tax exemption. 
That's not a worry. What should be worried is a guillotine for you. Because that's where we're heading. Like the nuns, who the trans dressed up as nuns at a Dodgers game. Restaurant chain Chick-fil-A received backlash on social media as conservatives learned that the firm's corporate office advances a number of diversity initiatives, a revelation which came as brands such as Bud Light and Target faced criticism for embracing woke ideology. Social media users noted that Chick-fil-A, which has a long-standing reputation as a firm run on the basis of conservative and Christian principles, hired Eric Reynolds as vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Chick-fil-A prominently features a number of diversity programs meant only for females and members of racial minorities. Beyond collaborations with various national diverse professionals, development organizations such as the Women's Food Service Forums, the National Black MBA Association, and the Association of Latino Professionals of America. The company also seeks to develop, quote, mentorship, development, and partnership opportunities for minority-owned businesses to strategically engage with their supply chain. Uh, Chick-fil-A additionally includes sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression in its employment non-discrimination statement alongside race, sex, religion, and veteran status. Another one hit the dust. Whoever wants to be next, because we're going to do the same thing. If you change your mind, so we come back as customers, forget it. You're dead. You'll be another one who hits the dust. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God is remaining. Look what's happening. We're seeing this. And they said in 211, and it's happening. Go ahead. Do what you're going to do, because you're just going to be another one in the dust. So you may be shocked that a communist started a print shop. You supported it, donating $10 million, one of the finest print shops and productions in the Southeast. Not the largest but the finest. We have printed over 61 billion pages of materials that is in houses across the world. Why am I saying communists started it? Because Monsignor Ingen, in the 1960s, worked with Saul Alinsky, a communist. They were very close. Alinsky was a hero to a lot of people who were on the left. Alinsky, in 1972, said, quote, he would choose to go to hell. And then he said, hell would be heaven for me. Obama referred to Alinsky and what the bishops with social justice aligned with Alinsky. 
Monsignor Egan got so big, his editorials is in every Catholic newspaper. He was in the Diocese of Chicago. And from there, he did an editorial weekly. I would read that in the 60s and 70s, and I rejected it. He wrote about how great Russia was. And so I wrote to a local Catholic newspaper, and they published it. The letter was refuting everything Egan said. They cut out, and they edited what I said. And I was hot. My voice was neutralized. I was angry. And at that point, I realized, we don't have a voice. I don't have a voice. And here we've got a Catholic, communist, social justice, bishops allowing this garbage, the marriage now communist nuns. And so that, I realized, we cannot rely for our voice to go through those people and those avenues because they're not going to either publish it or they're going to cut it and ban it. So we got one of the nicest print shops in the whole Southeast. Not the biggest, but you who feed on this have grown and have your eyes open of what we promote. All this you're hearing right now lays at the feet of the bishops because none of this would be happening if they were protecting the flock. And we're bleeding. We're bruised. These poor little kids and what they're doing with them. And the crickets are louder than the bishops. Long considered the place to turn for family-friendly entertainment, recent moves and statements by the Walt Disney Company indicate a turn toward a cultural agenda that threatens that legacy and possibly its future. Back in March, Disney made headlines for publicly opposing a Florida law that bans public school lessons, including sexual orientation and gender identity, in kindergarten through third grade. Since then, top executives have signaled a greater shift towards telling stories that explore those topics. I don't have to be afraid to, like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's, in the background, this, like, I was just, wherever I could, just basically adding queerness. And now we know, you know, as my son texted me this morning, <laughs> you know, Gen Z is 30 to 40 percent queerer than the other generation's mom, so Disney better get with it. Burke went on to express support for increasing LGBTQ characters in entertainment content with the goal of 50 percent of all regular and recurring roles across the Disney universe coming from, quote, underrepresented groups. The Disney Pixar film Lightyear, out this month, features a lesbian couple. And Thor, Love and Thunder, due out in July, has a major LGBTQ lead character. Intolerance takes many forms. Tonight, one of America's top Christian leaders is calling for a boycott of the soon-to-be-released film Beauty and the Beast. That's because it features an openly gay character, a first for Disney. Bill Condon says the movie's ending will have an exclusively gay moment prompting a backlash from influential evangelical preacher Franklin Graham. He told his followers to boycott the film because it's, quote, trying to push the LGBT agenda into the hearts and minds of your children. Watch out. This Alabama drive-in already told its customers it won't show the movie. My salvation isn't about money. It's not about man. 
it's what God wants me to do. Did you catch that? Alabama? A theater is not going to play it? Why do you think that is? A lady has had 204 apparitions here. The Pew Research Study said that Alabama, Birmingham, was the most biblical place in the whole United States. It's not by chance, because our lady says nothing's by chance. That's why our lady's calling you to come here in July. The 40-square-mile special Disney self-governing area was created in 1967, just before construction began. It exempts Disney from certain taxes, fees, and regulations, minimizing state oversight. The move to revoke the district was triggered by Disney's opposition to a new Florida law limiting what public schools can teach about sexual orientation and gender identity, particularly to younger children. The company said it would cease all political donations in Florida, pledging, our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. In the Bible, in the book of Romans, Chapter 1, verses 18 to 31, makes it explicitly clear that all this garbage about the trans and all these other things, how vile and deadly the path of what the world is on. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. I would be happy if we just had cricket bishops just make enough noise just like that. Now we got all the Margarets coming in. So what am I going to say about the bishops? What are you going to say about the bishops? Bishops, what are you going to say about yourself? Are you going to say, and look at your hands, and they're red? Why would they be red? 
What is red? It's blood. These people, many of them is going to kill people. The bishops have encouraged this. The destruction of the United States of America. Bad people coming in this country are murdering people, stealing drugs. They don't want to be citizens. And not one bishop has said this has to stop. But it's too late. You start saying it now, you should have said it years ago. The destruction of the United States of America has come from the American bishops. You have blood on your hands. And basically, in other countries, they're doing the same thing. We are in a crisis. Not of the drugs, not of the communists, not of the illegals. We're in a crisis of cricket bishops. And now we got a thing that we could thank the bishops because these illegals are going to get housing. Is that okay, bishops? Listen to this clip where they're going to put the people. You can be compassionate, but you can't be foolish. As more than 8,000 migrants have arrived in Chicago since August of 2022, and that number is still going up. We're inviting in like a magnet. Everybody come here, collect all your freebies. We're going to give it to you. Every sucker in here is going to pay for it. Who's paying? Nobody wants the answer. The police department is going to make frequent visits here. Which means if they're making frequent visits here, they're not out there. There's plenty of resources to staff providing safety. So Wright College is part of our community. So to understand that. It is insulting that you would consider such action about a forgotten community that none of you live in. I'm outraged and I don't understand why our community was chosen. It is a slap in the face that we as citizens of the United States of America do not have the resources and support, but you're going to bring people who are not citizens here in our community, in our buildings that we pay taxes for, that you took away from us. That is completely unacceptable. Parents at PS 172 in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, say a meeting with a representative of the mayor's office last night failed to provide them any clarity. If you look across the street, this is a house, this is a city-owned building. It used to be an HRA building, and if there is a, this facility can be used for that purpose and not put our children in a situation that they have placed them in now. Schools should not be shelters. Those are two different things. Um, we are hugely welcoming community we have a uh, full shelter for asylum seekers um, exactly across the street from our school we have done our best to welcome them with open arms but this is different when it's your school which is small children use as a shelter there are so many alternate places we have compiled a list please mayor adams use those places before you start using schools it's a little bit dangerous for strangers that we don't know in our doing.
so bishop. It is so sweet and so nice that in New York, the mayor has a great idea of bishops. I'm sure you agree with them for private houses to resident for the immigrants, people that don't even know whether they're criminals, dope heads, and they're pushing for this. They're going to pass a law for this. Bishops, are you going to let them sleep on your floor, your couch? Maybe in your bed. That'd be nice. And ever people going to be happy? No, they're mad. Just like what you just heard in the last clip. They're justified. Woe to you, bishops. You're watching Brazen Retail Theft. The suspects are so sure they won't get caught that some even get aggressive when stopped, as this surveillance video from Home Depot shows. Most likely, these people aren't shoplifters or people who steal items for their own use. Instead, it's a bigger problem known as organized retail crime, with criminals working together to steal for profit. You've seen the videos of brazen smash and grabs like these, often carried out in broad daylight. It's an absolute threat. A Chicago area Louis Vuitton raided by 14 hooded suspects, making off with over $100,000 worth of luxury items. A flash mob style heist at an Oakland area Nordstrom. This New York jewelry store, windows smashed in with hammers. Federal authorities and retailers are now sounding the alarm about the growing danger of organized retail crime that is sweeping the country. They know exactly what stores to hit, what um, businesses and residents to hit, when and where. Coordinated groups are targeting stores, millions of dollars worth of goods. Retailers say they're growing more violent, putting shoppers and workers at risk, sometimes with tragic consequences. What goes through your mind when you realize that your dad was essentially killed over three power washers? You can't imagine that any piece of equipment in Home Depot is worth a life. Authorities say organized retail crime is large-scale theft of mostly high-value items from handbags to power tools, which are often then illegally resold online. They're very much organized in the sense that they're doing it for the profit. Obviously, the profitability is the key here. Companies say this type of crime is reaching unprecedented levels, jumping more than 26% in 2021 and forcing the average family to pay an estimated $500 more each year on goods. It's growing double digit year over year. This is professional shoplifting. 100%. Big box stores like the Home Depot have been hit especially hard. They tell us they're investigating hundreds of cases this past year alone and losing billions. The retail giant opening up to ABC News, showing us exactly what's being targeted. You have a special name for this part of the store. Yeah, this is our, this is what we refer to our billion dollar aisles, billions and billions of dollars worth of sales in this product. And then about a third of our uh, losses from a theft and frauds perspective come from, you know, power tools particularly. Thieves are taking anything from leaf blowers to metal wire. And how much is a spool like that worth? A full spool can range anywhere from $1,000 to upward of about $3,500. Why do you believe that you've seen such an uptick? COVID aside and the pandemic aside, which kind of emboldened some people wearing masks, there's the online proliferation that about 90% of our organized retail crime cases involve some type
type of online selling platform. Opioids and fentanyl continuing to drive the need for fast cash. And Homeland Security officials say the organizations have suspected ties to drug trafficking and terrorism financing. They're crime syndicates that could be tied to local gang networks that maybe have established uh, networks either from the Chilean or Colombian threats or Romanian crews coming in from Eastern European that are comfortable in certain cities. According to the company, this one crew robbed various stores more than 20 times, allegedly stealing a total of $135,000 in merchandise. At least two of them have since been arrested on robbery and larceny charges. Their cases are pending. Home Depot also tells its employees not to stop robberies in progress, warning of the dangers. Save the planet, starve the people. This one's from Ireland, y'all. Looking to kill 200,000 cows to fight climate change. Are U.S. herds next? In the latest effort to reduce emissions from agriculture, Ireland said it may kill 200,000 cows. Meanwhile, climate activists have American farmers and ranchers in the crosshairs. Y'all, control the food, control the people. This week we're going to be talking about food, pressures on your food. Climate activists are coming for the livestock producers and farmers. And we've heard Bill Gates talk about it, we've heard John Kerry talk about it, and we've heard lots of people talking about it. European government has been targeting agricultural industry for several years. In an effort to reduce nitrogen pollution, Reuters reports the European Union last month approved the $1.6 billion Dutch plan to buy out livestock farmers. <laughs> oh, they're going to use your tax money to starve you to death. I mean, this is a, what a brilliant plan. And either we're going to watch all this unfold on YouTube and social media, or we're actually going to start taking to the streets and do something about it. Special President Envoy for Climate, they are trying to trick you into just killing yourself. They want you to just go along with climate change uh, in the sake of saving the planet and they want you to literally starve yourself to death. Kind of like the jab. They wanted you to fear it so bad that you would literally take it out of fear and now people are dropping dead all over the place. Died suddenly. Oh, Fran now you're stepping over the line. You're going to blame the bishop for this now? Climate change? Global warming? Yes, I am. And there's evidence, long time ago, how this started. The climate change, global warming. I worked with a scientist for a whole year, debunking it. Back in 2006, I wrote a book called Look What Happened While You're Sleeping. They were getting this thing off the ground, and it didn't work. And you know what they said? It's in the book. It's documented way back then that they could not launch this agenda. We have to go through an entity that's global. It's the Catholic Church. Well, how are they going to do this? Let's have a big powwow with St. Francis, because he loves the earth and the birds and the animals and everything and the environment. Let's do this meeting to launch this thing, global warming, now climate change, in Assisi. They went there. I got that documentation. Go get that book. If you don't have the book, call Caritas and order it. All this 100% of the bishops. 
That was exposed almost two decades ago. It can't be refuted. Nobody has documentation of that. If you got that book on your shelf, you'll be shocked when you read it, where all this has come from. Evine said, the devil has a master intellect, and he knows he's got to go through the church to do what he needs to do. Our Lady tells us about the bishops on February 2nd, 2013, that we had to fast. Who do we have to fast for? The shepherds. You know what the Bible says? These devils cannot be driven away except by fasting. I preface this message because the lady's message is very positive for the future. February 2nd, 2013, pray for your shepherds so that through your fasting and prayer, they can lead you in love. If they will lead us in love and truth and not what you just heard of, I would not call you for the seriousness. You have to fast for the shepherds. In other words, there's something that needs to be corrected. Let's go the next year again, on February 2nd again, but 2014. Pray for your shepherds that the ray of God's grace may eliminate their ways. If they're eliminated, we don't have to be praying for the rays of God, the grace. You see how a lady is sweet? She loves her shepherds. We love the position of the shepherds, and we want them to feel that in the right way. June 2nd, 2014, pray for your shepherds that they may always lead you. Uh-oh. Does that mean sometimes they're not leading to us? Maybe sometimes? No, she said the word, that they may always lead you with a pure heart and the way of truth. You just heard of this whole broadcast, and there's not a lot of truth what they're putting out because it's a lie. Even if you know truth and you're silenced and crickets are louder than you are, it's untruth. July 2nd, 2014, Our Lady says, I am always alongside your shepherds. See, that's Our Lady. She's trying to resurrect them. She wants them on path. I am always alongside your shepherds, and I pray, that's her, I pray that they may always be an example of humility of you. If they're already humility, and they're an example of that, She's not have to say always to be an example. The bishops have the grace to have the strength of the light of Jesus. But Our Lady says, Jeremiah 2nd, 2017, pray, always pray. You see how she said that? As she began that sentence? Pray, always pray. She says it twice. Why? Because she wants you to understand what you got to pray. Pray always. Pray for your shepherds that they may have the strength to be the light of my son. Maybe they're not. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. I'm not a bishop. I'm a peon. I'm a peasant. But I'm willing to stand up to the bishops. Did you know 
I was going to be condemned in the Department of Vatican, the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith. There was a meeting in there, and I was going to be condemned for one of my writings. The book, uh, They Fired the First Shot. The left got it. They got into somebody in the church, and they were going to do it. I'm a flunky. And I'm there in the Vatican. They have a meeting. The book was going to condemn. I was going to be condemned, just like a heretic. Gerhard Mueller and several people was taking that action. And one bishop stood up. How do I know this? Because that bishop told me. This bishop is a very good bishop. And this bishop told me there's probably only five or six or seven good conservative bishops. So I've been around the block. I know what I'm saying now. People could say, who do you think you are? I'm nobody. But the words I say is something because it's based on Our Lady and what she's showing. I love being Catholic. I die being Catholic. I will never against it. But Our Lady has put me in many, many different situations. And I've met several of the cardinals and the bishops privately. And I'm a flunky. But if you come out of Lady's mantle, you become somebody. So I say to the bishops, I admit I'm an idiot. But if I know these things and you don't and you got a degree, what does that say about your degree? And I can say Jesus was angry with his bishops back then. They called them the Pharisees. What you're about to hear now happened two days ago at the White House on the front line. It is possessed by those who really hate God. Distinguished guests, the President of the United States and Dr. Jill Biden. is always one of the most exciting events at the White House. But this year we wanted to do something a little different than before. Not just a reception that recognizes the leaders and the activists of this movement, but an all-American picnic here on the South Lawn. <laughs> Celebrating you, America's LGBTQ families. You are loved. You are heard. You are understood. And you belong. And as I made clear, including in my State of the Union address, your president, my entire administration, has your back. We see who you are. Made in the image of God, deserving of dignity, respect, and support. What have you got to say about yourself, bishops, 
This is spitting in your face, stomping us in the pew. A Catholic president, a Catholic first lady, who should be and must be excommunicated. You don't have the guts. We challenge you to that. We demand you to that. You owe it to us. And us are the people know that we must confess. And those two Catholics, first lady and the president, deny the sin. You're derelicts of your job and your position. Everybody listen to this. And you bishops, get this. You have abandoned the flock. You're not even worthy to have the name of shepherd. This next clip is from Uganda and what they do for those who are abominables and the law they passing. One newspaper said 20 years in jail for being abominable. Uganda recently passed the so-called kill the gays law, prompting some Ugandans to flee for safety. Biden has described that law as wrong and shameful, but it has supporters. <laughs> Did you you what they say? <laughs> I'm shouldn't be laughing at that, but they say they're gonna kill him. <laughs> Excuse me, and you know, even the saints has fun times. <laughs> Play it again. Uganda recently passed the so-called kill the gays law, prompting some Ugandans to flee for safety. Biden has described that law as wrong and shameful, but it has supporters. <laughs> Did you hear? I can't help that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I need to go confession and say, Father, please forgive me because I thought something was funny and it was to me. Forgive me. See, we can do that. But they're not even confessing their sins. <laughs> so I confess in front of you. <laughs> Uganda, you're going to clean it up. I want to warn you about something. You are not free to transgender. You're not free as a doctor to mutilate. Those who do so are criminals, and you will pay for the consequences, both in civil punishments and eternal punishment. When the wind changes, and it's going to, you doctors who mutilate will be dealt harshly. Our Lady's sign is the wind, and when you see the wind change its direction, you will see Our Lady change to the woman of revelation, crushing all evil by her heel. Woe will it be to you who have not converted. I love our nation. Because it's under God. First, the words you're about to hear is from the actor, the Catholic, Jim Caviezel. He quotes and excerpts from Reagan and others and his own. This is what July 1st to the 5th is about. To be in the presence of a lady. To have in our heart what you're about to hear. We are headed into the storm of all storms. Yes, the storm is upon us. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot buy our security of one nation under God. Our freedoms in Christ are savior from the threat of the devil any longer. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends refuse to face. Our priests, our pastors, and now, sadly, even our Pope. That his policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war. Only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum, and what then? When Satan has told his own, he knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his cold war and someday when the time is right to deliver his final ultimatum. Our surrender will be voluntary because you see by them we will have been so weakened from within, spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price. Or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees with his mask on than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war. Because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know it and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, well, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the Patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our beloved dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace, you say? Well, it's a simple answer after all. But you and I have the courage to tell our enemies there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. And this goes for our beautiful, beloved Constitution as well. Just barely hanging in there by a lifeline. Do we even believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? You know, there's no coincidence why it's in that order. Because without your life, you have no liberty. And without your life, you have no happiness. That all men are created equal. Ladies and gentlemen, not born equal. Winston Churchill said that the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move throughout the world, we learn we are spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. My fellow Americans, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. I will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war now with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those of us that have the most to lose did the least. To prevent it from happening, well, I think it's high time now we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. 
my fellow Christian warriors, set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation, be saints. We weren't made to fit in, we were born to stand out. That is the freedom that I wish for you. Freedom from sin. Freedom from our weaknesses. Freedom from the slavery that sin makes out of all of us. That is the freedom that is worth dying for. Kind of reminds me of the words that Mel Gibson first intoned in his Academy Award-winning film Braveheart. When he said to his ragtag army, and I say to you tonight, I see before me a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You have come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? This man says no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live for at least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Just in the last four days, five days, we have put out 130,000 pieces of mail. Just the postage has cost us $83,000. We need help. We're willing to put our necks out and say what we say. But if you don't partner with us, we can't reach the masses. We've got printing presses and all these things. Our Lady has put us in a position to speak what nobody else will say. The filth that is on the White House lawn is desecrated. Partner with us with your prayers and your donations. We immediately need help. Donations are needed to continue to put out the call for thousands of people to come before Our Lady. 
You can call 205-672-2000. Or you can go on medj.com. That's M-E-J dot com. We'll be praying for you and all those who are coming. Do everything you can. Tell everybody. Call. Our Lady's message, May 25th, was a call. This call, I'm convinced in this time, in this moment, that Our Lady is calling you here for July 1st to the 5th to consecrate yourself, your families, your nation, and she wants you here, her children, to bless you and give what you need. Spread this to everybody. Tell everybody. Call people. Call in talk shows. Do whatever you have to do to save a nation and its people and our church. A lot is on your shoulders. Be on your knees. Pass along this broadcast. Encourage people to go to it. We're looking forward to see you here. Our Lady, I can say the same for you. I wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.